This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today we celebrate with the whole church this great feast of the presentation of the Lord. A few days after his birth, Jesus, in accord with Jewish law, is brought to the temple for his circumcision and his presentation, his whole life now offered to God by Mary and Joseph. The Feast of the Presentation is a very churchy feast. What I mean is, it's a feast that emphasizes church, liturgy, ritual. The readings reflect it. Our first reading talks about sacrifice in the temple. A ritual act by which God and humanity are linked Second reading from the letter to the Hebrews talks about Jesus as a priest. A priest is someone who performs a ritual sacrifice. So Jesus, in his own person, links together divinity and humanity. He is, in his own being, his own person, a priest. Then the lovely gospel for today, taken from that familiar passage of Luke's gospel. Let me just read a little bit of it. When the day came to purify them according to the law of Moses, the couple brought Jesus up to Jerusalem so that he could be presented to the Lord. For it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be consecrated to the Lord. So Mary and Joseph bring the Christ child to the temple in Jerusalem, the most sacred place in the country. And they engage in this ancient ritual act, circumcision, purification, presentation. When I was coming of age in the church, late 60s, early 70s, there was kind of a reaction against liturgy. The stress was placed very much on the social action of the church. The church out in the world working on behalf of the poor and the marginalized, working for social justice. Getting out of the church was the value. And there was, consequently, a tendency to underplay or devalue the liturgical, the ritual, the churchy side of things. In fact, people that loved to spend time in church, well, they were kind of poo-pooed a bit, looked down upon. Here's something interesting. There's a revival going on right now. There's a book called The New Faithful. I recommend you read it. It's about 20-something and 30-something Catholics, young Catholics. Actually, not just about Catholics, but, but Christians across the board. And the author finds in them a deep interest in liturgy, ritual, the practices of the church, candles, processions, vestments, stained glass, incense, ritual action. Younger Christians and younger Catholics are very interested again in this 
liturgical dimension of the church's life. You know, it comes to my mind again from this beautiful reading. Luke makes mention of Anna, the prophetess, and of Simeon, the prophet. Two people, he says, who spent almost their whole day in the temple. They loved the temple. They loved its practices, its customs, its rituals. So these young people today are drawn back to the church. When I was a kid, about five or six, my grandmother took me to St. Gertrude's Church. Those who are hearing these words in the Chicago area might know St. Gertrude's Church. It's a great Gothic-style church on the north side of the city. It's full of stained glass, and with that kind of lovely uh, mystical darkness. My grandmother took me when I was about five or six. She was the sacristan of St. Gertrude's for about 50 years starting when she was a young woman, maybe in her 30s, and she was sacristan well into her late 80s. My grandmother took me around, and she showed me all the windows and all the qualities and and peculiarities of this church. Showed me the altar, the pews, the altar rail. She even took me behind the scenes, behind the altar, to see the far side of the tabernacle. And you know, to this day, Now, what, 35 years later, I still remember vividly that tour of the church. My grandmother was a bit like Anna in this story, someone that loved the church, ritual, liturgy. She'd love to spend her whole day there if she could. Now, what's the importance of all of this business? Why do the readings emphasize it? Why this feast day? Why am I putting such stress on the liturgical life of the church? especially in light of the need for social justice, to get out into the world. Let me just say two things about it. Love and justice. Liturgy, I think, is about love and it's about justice. First, love. When a young man is falling in love with a young woman, is he likely to walk up to her in a very prosaic, ordinary way and say, I love you. No. When a young man is falling in love with a young woman, he tends to do odd and extravagant things. He might send her flowers for a week. He might write a love poem to her, even if he's a pretty lousy poet. He might, if he's really extravagant, stand outside her window and sing her a song. People in love do exaggerated, extravagant things to express their love. Because, we all know this, as love begins to bubble up in you, it goes beyond what ordinary language and gesture can express. It bubbles over into the artistic and the poetic and the extravagant. What's the liturgy? It's an expression of love. Our love for God. It's so intense, so elemental, so powerful, that it comes up through us and it bubbles over into this extravagant speech of stained glass windows and incense, poetic language, gesture. When I walk in to celebrate the Mass, I vest myself in this colorful and beautiful robe. I walk in a procession up the aisle, surrounded by singing, I bow. All these gestures are gestures of love. 
People love to do strange and extravagant things. And so the church expresses its love this way. Second focus for understanding the liturgy, I think, is the word justice. And it might surprise you a bit to associate justice with the liturgy. But St. Thomas Aquinas said this, The liturgy is the act by which we render to God what is due to God. That's what justice is. I'm in a just relationship with you when I've rendered to you all that I owe you. Christians, what do we owe God? Everything. Our being, our life, our breath, every thought we think, every desire we have. We owe everything to God. God is the creator. God's our redeemer. We owe God everything. What if we spend our whole lives, we never thank God once? We never praise God once. What's the problem? Our lives are unjust. They're out of balance. We owe God everything, and yet we pay Him nothing in thanks and praise. What if we spend a few minutes, once in a while, acknowledging God? It's unjust. The liturgy is the act by which we thank and praise God, and thereby render to God what is due to Him. Now, I know this seems odd, because for so long we haven't emphasized it. But I'd say this to someone who complains, you know, I go to Mass and I get nothing out of it. I go to Mass and it's just kind of a bore. Well, one response I have is, tough. The Mass isn't there to entertain you. The Mass is there as an act of justice by which you render to God what is due to God. Listen, whether you're in the mood or not, whether you're getting entertainment value out of it or not, it's an act by which you are rendering to God justice. Now, lest this sound like God is a calculating moneylender who's waiting for us to pay him back, listen, when we are just with regard to God, when we have presented ourselves properly in praise and thanks to God, then we become just on the inside. I mean, our lives then become properly ordered. It's not as though now God's making an irrational demand, which somehow is satisfying him but leaving us in the dark. No, when we render to God what is due to him, we make our own lives right. I'll give you just a couple of very quick examples. We gather for the liturgy, and we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What are we saying? We're saying, Lord, our lives are not about us. As we thank you and praise you, we are acknowledging that our lives are about you. I stand in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, not in my name. 
I stand under the aegis of the Trinity and not under my own aegis. You see what I'm doing? I'm making my life right. I listen to the readings from the Old Testament, from the Psalms, from the Gospel. What am I doing? I am ordering my mind, my emotions, my passions to God. I'm saying, I want to move as Jesus moves. I want to think as Jesus thinks. I'm aligning my own life to that of Jesus and thereby aligning it to God. Am I thanking and worshiping God? Yes. And in the process, I am making myself right. After the homily, I profess my faith in the liturgy. I profess my faith. What am I doing? I'm aligning myself. This is what I believe. I don't believe what the world tells me. I don't believe what this political party tells me. I don't believe what the culture tells me. I believe this. I believe in one God. I believe in Jesus Christ. And friends, how does the liturgy come to its high point? Priest offers back to the Father Christ. Offers back to the Father the Father's own gift to us. What's happening in the Feast of the Presentation? Jesus is being offered back to the Father. Can you see how that is anticipating what we do in the Eucharistic liturgy? We, with the priest, offer to the Father Christ. And in that act, listen now, we give the Father proper praise. We express the just relationship with him. And in that same act, we become just because we've conformed ourselves to Jesus Christ. It's love, extravagant, and it's just. That's why the liturgy is so central to us. God bless. To purchase copies of The Word on Fire, call 847-297-4360. That's 847-297-4360. I hope that you were moved today by The Word on Fire. I pray that together, we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Word on Fire is brought to you in part by Catholic Cemeteries. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago Cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.